ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Hey ladies, thank you for joining me for another episode of the No Higher Calling podcast. I am really excited about today's interview because I have a very special friend with me, Lauren Hickman. Lauren, thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. Hey, thank you for having me, Brittany. I'm happy to be here. Of course. So Lauren and I go like way back. I was thinking and I was like, okay, it's not that far back, but it's actually a lot farther back then it feels like right. like 15 years back. And I have to share this story. This is one of my favorite Lauren stories. So let's rewind the clock 15 years. We're at church camp together. After service, all of our other friends are dating, paired off with their boyfriends. Lauren and I did not date during high school, but we did look around and see who was available. That's and right. I remember sitting on a picnic bench with you and looking. There was kind of a group of single guys a little bit down the hill. You know, we're like, oh, you know, he's kind of cute. You know, what about this guy? And Well, she leans over and she was like, what about Simeon Brazel? And never in a million years would I be interested in Simeon Brazel. And here we are like almost eight years later and I'm his wife and it's great. <laughs> Listen, I'm a matchmaker and I didn't even know it. Oh, I'm telling you what. I'm telling awesome. you, it's just the Lord had to work on my stubborn, stubbornness, but oh goodness, it's all good. It's just what a journey God has had both of us on very different journeys. And really that's what this podcast is. So this podcast is called My No Higher Calling. So when I first started the podcast, it was really just out of a desire to encourage other women that were in my season of life. So that was really young moms. As God has grown it now and expanded it to different things, kind of spread out the influence, it's really encompassed many seasons of life, many different different ladies, different callings that God has put on. And, you know, I think even as Lauren and, and I were preparing for this episode and kind of chatting back and forth, she made a really good comment, you know, that – the highest calling isn't to be married or to have kids, but the highest calling is to glorify God with your life. And that's going to li- look different for every single lady who listens. You know, for me, that is to be a wife and a mom. It looks different for every person, but in whatever it is, the highest calling that you can have is to pursue Christ likeness and to bring him glory. And that has taken Lauren from Tennessee to China and back again, but I'm going to just turn it over and share your story with us. All right. Thank you very much. (laughs) I'm so thankful to be here. So the Pew Research Center says that in the year of 2019, 38 of American adults between the age of 25 and 54 were not married or living with a romantic partner. Okay. So let's use that rate and apply it today. So that means if you are single in between the age of 25 and 54, you are one of the 126,265,716 single people living in America. All right. Can we be encouraged already? I thought when I heard those numbers. Amen there. (laughs) Right. I thought here's two things. Number one, surely there is one out of that number for me. And number two, I was encouraged because I am not alone. So I'm just so thankful to be honest with you. When I first 
um, got invited to this podcast. I was kind of looking at like a diamond. I was looking at this one angle and the angle that I've always viewed it at. Mm -hmm. And really through, I've studied out more in the last 10 days than I have in 28 years in all sincerity about this whole idea. And I'm so thankful for what the Lord has taught me because I truly believe he has turned the diamond a little bit and um, enabled me to see a side of the diamond that I had never seen before. I am just so thankful um, for the opportunity to share a little bit of what the Lord has been teaching me. So our goal that Brittany told me today is to encourage single listeners. Okay. So if that is you, you are the one of the 126 million, right? So this is who I'm talking to today that I can hopefully help and encourage. And if you're married and listening, I think at the end, we're going to do a little segment on uh, singleness etiquette. So hang on tight with us there um, that I'm looking forward to, but here we go, girls. Have you ever gotten a question? Like that goes like this. Why aren't you married yet? Don't you want to be married? How do you handle being single? How are you so happy now in 28 years of experience, of course, and, and for many others much longer, And for other listeners, maybe not quite as long, but at some point you're going to get those questions. Mm -hmm. And I have received all kinds of questions like that. And typically I just blow it off and don't really even think about it. I just give some flippant answer. But these last couple of weeks, I've been thinking about that. And I think that one word that I have been learning and studying is perspective. Mm -hmm. So this reminds me of a friend uh, that has been a missionary for 14 years. She's a faithful serving the Lord. And she wrote an article years ago on singleness that has been very helpful to me. She talks about how she would go to churches and of course, introduce herself. And she was a single missionary, Mm -hmm. right? And that word missionary got applause and kind of a, a hero feeling. And then the word single kind of Uh, got pity and, oh, I'm sorry. But she wrote, I wonder what it would be like if singleness had not become something that one must struggle with or learn learn how to cope with. She wonders if there was some way to reverse this perception and let the next generation know how singleness can be valuable, fulfilling, and God-given to one's life. Paul talks a lot about this, actually, in 1 Mm -hmm. Corinthians chapter 7. I think we're all familiar with that passage, but we are free from concern. We will never have more time and energy and freedom spiritually, of course. Yes, we can be busy, but just in life. I've come in today. I finished work at 4.30. I went to the gym. I went and played pickleball for two hours. I came home, threw dinner in the oven at 8, and now I'm doing this, and I can, when I finish here, I can do what I want. There Mm -hmm. is some blessing to that and I think that we can see that now I know we've all heard Trey Kennedy's jokes about you know another Valentine blog and how if singleness is a gift I would like to return it and I understand all of that and I go through stages like that I think there's times in my life where I crave that more than others and I think that's all a part of it but again my word is perspective so I'm trying to not waste this time mm-hmm. or trying to escape it. Yeah. I really want to try to use it for the best way possible to get involved wholeheartedly in God's work in your church and even abroad. Mm-hmm. You can have undivided concentration to God. And I think that's talked about so very often, but there, a being single does provide a freedom. And there's no reason to ignore that. And really, I think that the Lord has so much in that. So I do think it provides a freedom, first of all. Secondly, it is God's best. 
do you believe that God wants the best for each of his children? Mm. I do. And as a matter of fact, the Bible is very clear on that. Jeremiah yeah. 29 verse 11 says the thoughts that he thinks towards us are good thoughts. Mm-hmm. Leads to peace, and His ways are higher than our ways. So we've got to know that God has our best intentions in mind. So singleness is not a consolation prize. It's not like, look, I'm going to give my best to these married folks, but you singles here, this is a, this is your runner up trophy. That's not what this gift of singleness is for. Mm -hmm. And I think that if we can realize that we can have joy in this. And we're going to talk about that just a little bit later, but Elizabeth Elliot wrote, even if life doesn't look like God is giving you what you thought you wanted, he is giving you the very best. Yes. I am so thankful that I can rest and knowing that God is giving me his very best. Mm -hmm. There is something that he knows. There is something that he's working on. There is something that he wants me to accomplish. And right now I am living in his best. Mm -hmm. I think um, Psalm 31 15 says, if my times, it, it, it says that my time is in his hands. So if my time is in his hands, surely I can trust him Mm -hmm. to bring along that right person in his time. Not only trust him, I expect him to do so Mm -hmm. because I'm expecting that he has the best thing in store for me. So that was an encouraging thought to me. There is freedom of time, right? We know that that's very obvious in the ministry and just in life. Mm -hmm. But I also think that um, it is god's best and you don't have to wonder that Mm -hmm. you don't have to wonder if life would be better no this is god's best for you so i think that's something else to realize and then the third thing this has been helpful to me too i think we all have a lot more in common than we think okay so my season of waiting happens to be in the single this season of singleness Mm -hmm. right but for a young wife maybe the season of waiting is for the Lord to bless them with a child or for you and Simeon, your season of waiting is for God to send you to Australia. Do you understand? Oh, definitely. And I feel like so much I'll, I'll take over here for just a second, but that in, in thinking through this and kind of correlating that in this season of my waiting, that looks totally different than your waiting. But again, we had to realize that we felt like this was our best. You know, we want to be on the mission field. Lord, come on. We want to do this for you. Why are things? But we really had to just embrace the fact that, you know what? God's best looks different than what we thought it would look like for right now. But we just prayed and we were like, God, show us everything you want us to do in this season. This weird season we never thought we'd have. We don't really want to be here, but show us what that is. And no higher calling is one of the things that have come out of that. And sure. and I'm thankful because when I was in the season of singleness, everything you're saying, I did not do. I didn't see it as God best. I I pined away and I missed the opportunity to glorify God in that season. And I, I regret that. But hopefully I'm doing a little better learning that in this season and just trusting sure. that the Lord's best is best, whether whether I think it is or not just serving him. Sure. That's what it comes down to. And that's, 
exactly what you're saying. So we're both in the season of waiting, right? But we handle it the same way as we would handle any hardship, right? Or um, anything that the Lord is trying to teach us. And I think that is done by serving others, you know, and getting busy in God's work, like you mentioned. Um, My uh, roommate actually, love her heart, we've been talking about this for weeks and she's been my sounding board. And so (laughs) we were talking about this and she sent me this poem, which was interesting. It was called, I was dying. First, I was dying to finish high school and start college, right? Some of you are there. Then I was dying to finish college and start working. And then I was dying to marry and have children. And then I was dying for my children to grow old enough for school so I could return to work. (laughs) And then I was dying to retire. But listen here, and now I am dying. And suddenly I realized I forgot to live, right? How true. And how convicting that is. I know. That's what I thought. So let's not waste it. Mother, don't waste this season, right? Mm -hmm. Single person, don't waste this season. Grandmother, I don't know. Don't waste this season. So I think that has been uh, a very helpful uh, thought for me about perspective. Mm -hmm. I think that has helped me see perspective. And then I started to think of some questions, okay? So what are some questions that I have? And um, actually, I reached out to some girls, and one question that I got was pretty interesting. The, the main idea where where is where is that line in being content, but still seeking God in prayer for this thing? Mm-hmm. Okay, so the story of Hannah came to mind, and I think how Hannah begged for a son. She begged, and the Lord answered that prayer. So I thought, I wonder if I'm not begging God enough, like. Of course, I pray about it. And if someone's in the picture, my prayers kind of intensify, <laughs> you know, like, you know, oh, maybe I should really start praying this like, well, but it's not something that I spend hours pray, crying out yeah. to the Lord and fasting in prayer. But then I, I begin to think, I do not believe I'm single because I've not spent time, excess time crying out to God in prayer. Mm-hmm. I believe that I'm single because he has a plan and purpose for this singleness, a purpose that I could not fulfill if I was married. So I I began to think of other instances in the Bible where people cried out to the Lord and they didn't answer him quite as he thought. The story of Lazarus, right? Mm. His sisters cried out to him. Yes. And he didn't respond in the time that they thought was necessary, but there was a reason for that. Mm He didn't respond in their timely manner because he was to receive more glory. Yeah. Okay. So here I am. I'm praying. I'm seeking for a husband. In case you need to know, I am wanting to get married. We'll just clear that out. I don't want to say all this and think, oh, well, she just doesn't want to get married. No, I do. I do. I'm going to pray and bring it before the Lord. But then I'm going to trust Mm -hmm. that he has a purpose in all of this and his purpose is to receive glory. So now my job is to do, find out what that is. Mm -hmm. For example, this summer, I got a message. Hey, we're looking for a teacher in Baghdad, Iraq, in the middle of the desert. Okay. (laughs) I was thinking this was June. They needed a teacher for July. I was thinking next July. Yes, write me down. I would love to come visit you. Well, they're talking like 14 days. Like you better pack your bags (laughs) tonight. Pack your bags. You're going to Baghdad. 
listen, that was something that God had purpose for me. Mm-hmm. Brittany, the Lord taught me things on that trip and allowed me to invest in lives and allow lives to be uh, people to invest in me. That was my purpose. Mm-hmm. I would go far enough to say that's why God had me single for that time. Mm -hmm. He taught me things when I went there and I only had that opportunity to go there because I I didn't have a husband and and children to care for. Mm -hmm. I packed up and moved my life to live in a different country in less than two weeks. Like that is a gift. Yeah. So if you're listening, girls, find what God has for you. What is next? Bring it before the Lord. As Lazarus sisters did, I'm not saying don't pray about it. Do it. But Mm -hmm. when he doesn't answer in your time, know that it's because he has a purpose and don't miss the purpose. Brittany and I were talking before this show start, um, before the interview started about this special needs class the Lord has allowed our church to launch. And the Lord's put that in my heart and it's been waiting and stirring and growing this desire to help it and then all of a sudden the Lord put all the pieces together and I was teaching that class on Sunday and as I was teaching I thought this is why God created me 28 years Mm -hmm. ago and girls I'll just tell you if you can find that then that will bring any fulfillment that you need Mm -hmm. find what God created you to do yeah Now, again, it could be for a season. Those desires might change. But as I was teaching those precious children on Sunday, I thought this is what God literally formed me to do. Mm -hmm. Now, that's a good place to be. Oh, yes. And that is where happiness comes from. And so I think that has been also helpful as I was thinking about this is we don't know what is next. When is he going to come? I don't know. Is he ever going to come? I don't know. But I do know that God has a purpose for me now. And mm-hmm. I'm going to get busy trying to find that purpose. Yes. And I can trust that he He knows He knows the best thing for me. So I think that has also been, been an occurrence an encouragement thought that I have had. Yes. So, I've learned uh, the same thing. And that's even been something I've been trying to teach, especially Eden. She's five. So she understands yes. a little bit more, but as much as, you know, my pastor says, this is for that. So as much as sure. all of it is preparation for, you know, all of it, there also is something very specific in every season. So when I'm teaching my child, God has a purpose for your life. We want to work to find that purpose, to develop the talents God's given you. God also has a purpose for you right now. Now that may look like picking up your toys and obeying mommy, but that's your purpose. And again, that's where you find joy as the five-year-old in the home. But I think that, yeah, that applies wherever we're at in life. And I'm just thinking about a poem I came across, Amy Carmichael wrote, In Acceptance Lieth Peace. And just finding that peace that God has saying, okay, you have me stuck in the United States. (laughs) Didn't want to be here. You have me single. You have me whatever. But I'm going to accept it. I'm going to find that peace and I'm going to serve you to the fullest. And that is where the joy comes from. Sure. Sure. I think that's exactly right. Just knowing that we can trust him and we might not understand the pattern or the process, but it is the the happiest way to live. Um, And I think maybe sometimes such knowledge is too wonderful for us to understand, right? That's what the psalmist says in Psalm 139, verse six, we cannot attain unto it. So I don't think that we have to understand exactly what the Lord is doing or why he is doing it, 
but I do know that he is worth trusting and um, we should serve him in that. And that's where true happiness comes. Mm-hmm. Uh, glory of God's will, the glory of God's will. I think that came from Amy Carmichael as well. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm so thankful for that. So sorry to bring this back around. Okay. Number one was perspective, right? And that was loaded. So I think that's one thing that has really helped me. Mm-hmm. Now these other ones are going to go much quicker. The second thing is friendship. Okay. Find somebody you enjoy doing things with. And um, whether that means going to the gym or doing your nails or going out to eat, find somebody that you, it doesn't take any work to be around them, Mm -hmm. right? Like that you can be comfortable with and companionship is so important. And I'm not at all trying to compare. I know it's nothing like having a husband, but don't go home from work and sit lonely in your house. There's no reason for that. Mm -hmm. And God didn't design us to be that way. So I encourage you find a good friend. Even I would go outside the lines to say, find a married friend. Do you know? Just because they are in a different stage of life does not mean you can't be friends with them. And now I'm in the age group where my, um, my, my age group is mostly married people and that's okay. I can enjoy fellowship with them. And so I would encourage you, the body of Christ was not made to be divided, mm-hmm. right? In any ways that yes. the Bible talks about that. I'm thinking three. about so, all my empty nester friends that I have. <laughs> see, It's enriching. Yes. Yes, that's exactly right. And so make friendships. I think that's very important. The third thing I'm learning is hospitality. Now, I've just bought a home in the last year, and so I'm all new to this thing. And if I um, would audition for the world's worst cook, like I could get on the t- like I would win the championship. No, you think I'm kidding. I won't tell you how many times there's been a fire in my kitchen since I've lived here. I am terrible, okay? But I have determined I'm going to open up our home, and my roommate has been so kind and gracious to help me learn through these things. She's mm-hmm. teaching me. And um, open up your home. It gets your eyes off yourself. Is it annoying? Yes. Does it take time? Yes. Does it take cleaning? Yes. But it's okay. It's so good. And I know you have done so much of that and been a help to me in that juncture. But singles, open up your home. Designated time where you can have married people in, where you can have widows in, Mm -hmm. where you can have empty nesters in just gives you some depth and some perspective on things. So that has been a help to me. Okay, something else that was mentioned by my friend is music. I love listening to music. It is good when you're lonely in the car, when you're lonely at home, music can always be a source of encouragement. So Mm -hmm. I would encourage that. And then the last thing I was going to say is guard what you let in your eye and ear gate. Look, coming home from work and binge watching romances on Netflix for four hours is not going to help you. Yeah. I have, I know this is going to sound so cheesy, but Hallmark movies, like I, it just, and I even know it's Hollywood and I just have to be careful. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, um, I'm trying to become a reader. I know. (laughs) Work on on that, that, Lauren. (laughs) Brittany, you're helping me. You are really helping me. (laughs) Good. So I can't say I'm not a reader. I am am trying to train myself to become a reader. Hey, any step forward is a step forward. (laughs) That's right. That's right. But be careful what you're reading. I just think we get to an age, nobody's my rule. I mean, no one's checking to see if my TV's off at a certain time and no one's looking at my bookshelf and I'm a grown woman, and so are you Mm -hmm. that are listening, many of you. 
So you're going to have to ask the Lord to help you. I have to ask the Lord to help me. There's certain things that I just can't let myself watch just because it, it cultivates this opposite of what this satisfaction. Well, and I think that's really where I failed in my singleness was books. I let, and just because they were Christian romance novels, sure. Did not mean anything. You little nerd. And- <laughs> See, that's what it gets to you. I'm done. No, <laughs> well, it did. It, it kept me in a state of being discontent because sure. while I wasn't pining away for some man in particular, I had fallen in love with this romantic idea of love sure. and it, and it distracted me from sure. what God had for me. And, and so, yeah, I think that's a great point. I'm glad you mentioned that because it is a struggle. Yes. I can just tell in my own life. There's times where I'm like, okay, like, let's, let's not spend time watching that, you know? And I think you just have to ask the Lord to give you wisdom on that, but that Mm -hmm. is definitely something that has helped me. So my goal was to keep this under 30 minutes and we're doing okay, (laughs) Brady. So I mean, you're doing well. And if you're not, it's because I keep opening my mouth. So (laughs) no, no, you're doing great. Okay. So I, that has been my list of things that has helped me. Perspective, honestly, girls, is the biggest thing. And I know there's so much talked about that, but I I would encourage you. Look, I've always just shoved it off. I seriously have not spent a lot of time thinking about it until I was asked to do this. And the Lord has shown me so much about himself that I'm so thankful. So take some time, whatever that might look like for you. I don't know, but the Lord has helped me in that. And then um, those other things that we mentioned, I think will be helped. But for the married, I know you have lots of young mothers and and, and wives. And yes. so I just thought the very end, we could do some singleness etiquette. And we what, need it. We need Don't we, Lauren? <laughs> because I've said a few things that I'm thankful that it was you because you yes. are such a forgiving spirit. <laughs> no, that's good. I think we can talk about these things. There's those things that the single would never say to an individual, but maybe since this is in like a you know, just a rant, yes. you know, just shooting it to the wind. You're not looking like in a face it, other than mine. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So I thought in my view, okay. This is your so opportunity. Number, Go for it. <laughs> okay. I can't wait. This is the moment I've been waiting for. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Okay. Number one is do not comment on their marital status. Okay. Now you might think that you have the one thing to say that's going to help them, but you don't. Okay. So, so how's the dating life going? Look. It's not, or you would know about it, okay? <laughs> or like, hey, are you seeing anybody? Because as a person, you have to give the no answer, okay? Mm-hmm. Yes, no, I'm not. But then, but but I have, you know what? You have to explain to them that you haven't given up, you know? So yeah. then you just like have to circle around that like, please, you don't give up. I haven't given up. So no, I'm not seeing anybody, but I'm planning on seeing somebody when the God says somebody. It just makes, it makes me sweat just thinking about it. <laughs> it's like how to answer that question yes. properly. To where they know, okay, so I, I know that could come in lots of ways, but whenever you see your long lost friend that you haven't seen in months at Christmas or a gathering, just refrain because mm-hmm. if somebody is in their life, you're, you, you will know, you won't have to ask, you're, you're going to know. So mm-hmm. that was kind of like the overwhelming comment that I got from my single friends. Okay. Number two, don't assume, assume singles don't already have plans or a life to attend to. Mm-hmm. Now this is hard. Because we don't have a husband and children to care for. I understand that. But we do have to have a life so we don't sit at home in misery, Mm -hmm. right? So just try to be conscious of that. Whether that means they're babysitting your children, right? If they spend the night, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, a $20 bill doesn't cut it. Yeah. Because 
we just have to consider what they were planning to do for those nights, mm-hmm. those things that they had to care for. Many of them do have a home and bills and, and again, a life so they don't sit at home thinking about how miserable they are. Yeah. So just try to be conscious of that and, and be aware that they don't have this massive amount of more energy or time or money mm-hmm. than any other married couple will. So I think that is something um, to just be mindful of. Yeah. And, um, okay, this one might be my favorite. <laughs> don't expect... I say them, us, don't expect us to lower their standards. Okay, let me give you an example. So Lauren, I have this neighbor who has a cousin who has an aunt who has this dog who has a dog walker and he's single. Okay, so tell me about this dog walker that's single. Well, um, he is 82 and doesn't have any teeth in his head. And um, yeah, he's a member of a gang and been in and out of jail, but, but he came to the Christmas service last Christmas. So obviously he has a good heart. Listen, now that might have been exaggerated a little bit or a lot, but it does happen. Yeah. All of our life, Brittany, we're told, and you know this, set your standards high. Don't settle for less, right? All through the youth group, all through college. And then it's like a light switch. You turn 25 and it's like, oh my goodness, those standards are so high. You should just listen. What do you mean? He's not, that's okay. No, look, don't, please, please don't expect us to lower our standards just because we've we've uh, gone past the age of what we think is acceptable for marriage. So that was another thought that I had. It's just so contradictory, especially with the um, pursuing thing too. You Mm -hmm. know, we're taught as ladies all growing up, let the men do the pursuing, let the men Mm -hmm. do it. And I, I, I feel like that's a biblical principle. That is where I would stand on that. Mm -hmm. But then it's like, reach this point and it's like well you just gotta make sure he knows he's interested and and I just feel like we're very contradictory once we get past the age of where we think that we should be married it's like oh those things applied for when you were in high school and college but now that you're older like yeah let's not worry about that does that make sense yeah for sure and I think too having friends that are single having friends that are married in a variety of different types of marriages and even just some personal examples of difficult marriages that have not put God at the center. I like, I mean, I'm just thinking for myself, I think I would rather have never had gotten married than live through some of the marriages that I've seen people have. There's so much brokenness and hurt, you know, that, and I've been tried to encourage my younger sister who's 20, never dated before. And, you know, she's getting that age where, you know, Oh, you haven't dated. Why haven't you dated? You know? And I just told her, I said, Jules, I said, find what God has for you and don't settle because I I was like, I'd rather see you wait and wait and wait and wait and then get God's best than to see you settle and live a life where you're just miserable. It's a different misery than, well, you know what you said, the singleness might bring, but, but then children come into that and and it's a compounded misery, you know? Sure. Sure. I do think that's so important. And we've all heard the cliche, you know, it is, it is not fun being single and wish that you were married, but it is better than being married and wish that you were single. Right. And I do think for every woman that is single, maybe not in our Christian realm, Mm -hmm. in our circle, but for every lady that is single, there is somebody that is married that wish they were single. 
you know? And I think, again, perspective. Yeah. It is so important to realize that. And you're right. Um, I agree. Don't, don't settle because I would rather, you know, miss the boat than get on the wrong boat. You hear yes. all those cliche things. But in all sincerity, if you seriously stop and think about it, I think that that is um, so much truth to it. So don't let your friends settle and don't mm-hmm. encourage them to settle. Um, so I, and just be careful who you're suggesting, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, um, I mean, it is always great to be thought about and think that something could work, but, um, just uh, maybe think through to make sure they're on the same page spiritually, or at least could provide some room to grow. Does that make sense? Yes. So, um, those were my thoughts. And so I'm so thankful for this opportunity to be able to literally stop avoiding the questions and study it out for myself Mm -hmm. it would it would be something I would have never done because it's just life Mm -hmm. and I think oftentimes married people think it was like this defining moment like I woke up one day and I was like oh my soul I am 28 and not married what should I do should I pine over it Mm -hmm. or should I give you but that's not really how it happens because it's just life And just like every season, you know, you go through seasons of high school and through seasons of college and through seasons of what would be marriage or a job, Mm -hmm. it just, you just keep living through these seasons. But I think it was so important for me to look back and see God's goodness. And I have learned to love God more in this. And I have learned God, I've learned to be more thankful in this season of singleness than I have ever been before, Mm. because I realized it is God's absolute best and that's how I want to encourage young girls maybe it's to someone who didn't get asked to the junior senior banquet right or Mm -hmm. prom this this time of year maybe it's to the girl who didn't get invited to the valentine's banquet or the activity at their church or maybe I mean that list could go Mm -hmm. on and on right to the single teacher who celebrated valentine's with 16 of her favorite students for the 15th year in a row right I understand all of that yeah but wherever that that is get beyond how cliche it sounds and truly believe this is God's best and it's for a purpose Mm -hmm. I want to encourage this next generation let's change this thinking that singleness has to be pitied or felt sorry for Mm -hmm. let's truly see it as an opportunity to be able to serve God undistracted yeah and give our lives to him. And I think that will help us as we travel along on this journey. Yeah. Well, Lauren, this has been great. Do you mind to close out this episode and really just praying specifically for our single listeners? Yes, absolutely. Let's pray together. Father, I love you. I'm so thankful for what you've taught me about yourself in this study. And Lord, I pray that you will be with any um, young ladies that are listening, that are having a hard time in this season. Lord, there are times in life where it is more difficult than others. And I pray that in these times of loneliness and times where we're wondering why you have not sent along the right person, Lord, I pray that we will be reminded that it's because you have a purpose and that it is a gift. It's not just something that we are stuck with because you couldn't find something that you needed to make us complete. Lord, I truly believe it is because it is the best thing for us. Lord, I pray that we will find what you would have us to do during the season. And so in the right time, you will be able to send along who you would have for us. Thank you for your goodness to us. Thank you for being such a great God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. 
I hope that this episode has brought much glory to Christ, encouraged your heart, and strengthened you to be the wife and mother that God has created you to be. Thanks for listening.